All right. After a uh, long summer of trips, bachelor parties, weddings, really just benders, right? Uh, we're back. I'm back to work this week. Uh, it's going to be broadcasting basically 100 games this year for Farmington High School. I'm pumped about that. They've got a great uh, athletic program here in the heart of athletics at Prep Sports in the Twin Cities. And of course, we're back to work here on the Dylan Corbett Podcast Network. Corbett's Corner here to get you going this week on a Tuesday. Wedding season actually not over. I've got uh, one this week and the next, but sports are back. Football's back. Uh, you know, we don't have to kind of just force feed you baseball every month. We're going to start with baseball because our cardiac cards here behind us are doing that thing again in August and September where they're getting hot and they're making me they're making me starting to eat my words where I live as a pessimistic fan. It's just how I'm wired. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's getting me excited again. Remember when they had that crazy win streak in September last year, getting me excited again, all for Alex Reyes to, you know, blow the game. And of course, uh, Mike Schilt gets canned, you know, I'm, I'm looking Jose Quintana. He's been fine. He's still going to scare me a little when he pitches in a crucial playoff game, but God damn, did we fleece the Yankees by getting Jordan Montgomery for Harrison Bader. Finally, we, we didn't have to hold on to these outfield prospects that we we think are going to be the future, and they end up not being it. Dylan Carlson, we held on to, and I guess we'll have to wait and see on that one. But you know, stuff like Paul DeYoung, Stephen Piscotty, Randall Grichik, Harrison Bader, we, we left all these guys on the roster way too long, and they weren't any good. Uh, Carlson, the jury's still out. Would I have loved Soto? Hell yeah! But at least we're making moves with Nolan. Goldie's going to be the MVP, obviously. He's like minus 350 right now live. And um, hey, look, you know, it's not John Lester and J.A. Happ. It's not Scherzer at the deadline, but Montgomery and Quintana have already been paying di dividends. So that's where we will start. But college football back this weekend, BC, Boston College in two weeks. I know you guys are all ready for me to force feed you nonstop Boston College coverage um, because I'm the only Boston College fan this side of the Mississippi. Cardiac cards doing their thing. What if we still had Sandy Alcantara? <laughs> we just had to get Marcelo Zuna, fucking DUI, you know, beating women's ass. It, it, the uh, the Braves are booing him now. What are the Braves doing putting him in the lineup the day after he gets arrested? And we're all collectively making fun of him because he's telling the cop, Hi, I'm Ozuna from the Braves. That was a terrible impression by me, but uh, it, it's ridiculous. But we just had to get Marcel. He actually had a solid year for the Cardinals that year. But what if we still had Sandy Alcantara? We would be a lock. We People would fear us in the postseason. Uh, the Brewers stink. This Cardinals team feels like a team of destiny. What's going on with Albert Pujols right now is making my heart melt. Like It's like, oh, my God, he left us. Now he's come back. He's been humbled. Did not have, did not live up whatsoever to that contract with the Angels. And now he's having a magical season in route to possibly 700. And what is reportedly his last year, one last ride, Yachty, Wayno, something special is happening. But again, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. Brewers stink. That was easy to see. Cardinals uh, plus money to win the division. I'm not going to say it's a lock right now, but eh, it's looking pretty good. The Brewers, they've got their own players. Eric Lauer calling out the front office. For the moves they made at the deadline, which was like, wait, were they selling or buying? Well, they shipped off Josh Hader to the Padres, and he's been a train wreck. 
But you get the picture where it's like, wait, why are we shipping off? He still leads the league in saves, if you can believe it. And the strikeouts are up there, but that ERA is ridiculous. And he can't get anybody out right now at West. Um, but the Brewers are toast. Craig Council, um, overrated manager. Christian Yelich, overrated player, not going to live up to that contract. Uh, Andrew McCutcheon is in that outfield. Come on. They're, they're toast. I would honestly, as the Cardinals, because we're looking, say we win the division, we're going to be looking at the Mets or Braves, right? Dodgers are going to run away with the best record in the NL, maybe baseball. I honestly would rather face the defending champs than the Mets because of Max Scherzer and Jacob deGrom. I mean, that you're going to be favored in those two games, the Mets are, against the Cardinals, no matter who we throw out there. Uh, when we face Scherzer, St. Louis's own, uh, he went to Parkway Central High School. And then Jacob deGrom, arguably the best pitcher in baseball right now. Uh, can they stay healthy? That's interesting, too. Um, again, let's just get there, and we'll worry about that later. Um, although, again, something about the Mets' late season, they're falling off. The Braves are erasing that. Cardinals are right now just giving freaking losing the – or they're tied with the Cubs right now, but it's not looking good in the bottom of the third against Wayno. But the Mets falling apart late season. And then I look at that lineup, and it's not exactly very threatening. Um, Dodgers scare me because of that rotation and lineup, obviously. Freddie Freeman just he's having another incredible year. The fur the surefire Hall of Famer. You add that to a team that won the World Series two years ago, and Freddie Freeman won it last year at the Braves. Um that lineup scares me, but as soon as they tra trout out, uh, and obviously the starting rotation scares me, but as soon as Craig Kimbrell comes out to the comes out to the mound out of the bullpen. I mean, I can't help but just give maybe a wry smile knowing what might happen. Uh, you know, the Dodgers were scared whenever Dodgers fans were scared whenever Kenley Jansen came out. I, I think they want Kenley back after what they've seen from Kimbrel. But now Kenley, too, is on the Braves, and it's like, okay, you know, who's uh, is Edwin Diaz the best closer in the NL when it comes playoff time? Probably, probably. So, again, the Mets uh, kind of scare me. I'd rather have them slip into a wild card and have to go face the Dodgers or, you know, go through this whole new wild card system that MLB has deployed on us this year. Um, you know, it, it's going to be – it's awesome. We still have more than a month left of baseball because it's such a goddamn long season, and football's about to swallow all the headlines. But it's been a fun August, I will say. They're, they've done – baseball's had a good year for getting us to football, right? This is their time, July, August. Pujols, chase for 700. Everyone's locked in. Soto getting traded, one of the biggest trades in history at the deadline. You had Miggy early on in the season getting hit number 3,000. Uh, I think it's been a solid year for baseball. The crowds look great. The crowds look great. Now, will that change in September? Inevitably. But uh, I think it's been a good year for baseball. Goldschmidt's the MVP, and here's why. He could go for the triple crown in the NL. No one's catching Judge this year in the home runs. Um, but in the NL, he's only three behind Schwarber. He leads the entire Major League Baseball in batting average by 10 points. He overtook Luis Arias. Shout out all my Twins fans. And uh, he's got a real shot at beating all of baseball in RBI. He's just a couple behind. He's already hit 100. Uh, incredible. It's hard not to like this Cardinal team right now. But again, is this already giving me false hope again? Uh, as long as our offense doesn't go completely absent in October, we got a shot. We got a shot. Jordan Montgomery, uh, Jordan Montgomery 
as I said, holy crap, did we fleece the Yankees. Uh, complete game, one hit shutout against the Cubs last night. No walks. Did it on 99 pitches. And if the Yankees didn't beat the Mets last night, too, and judge Homer, they would have had a really tough Monday. I'm having to see what Montgomery did for the Cardinals, whose lead in their division is increasing. And the Yankees are seeing the Rays just right right on their heels. Eight games, but it was, what, like 18 not too long ago in the blink of an eye? Um, I, Montgomery, man. Yeah, again, a little bit of unsureness. If I see him on the mound in the playoff, like, great. He's doing, you, that's the Cubs. No one's seeing the Cubs in October. Not for a while uh, after they break down their entire franchise again. But again, how does he do against the Dodgers lineup? How does he do against Austin Riley and the Braves? I don't know. Quintana also has been solid, but he would definitely worry me on the bump. And again, I'm just a pessimistic fan. That's just how I was bred. I think Albert Pujols' season this year, and specifically his home run last night, number 693, which go look at that video. How the hell did he hit that ball? It's a two-seamer four and a half inches up and away out of the zone he just somehow gets the bat up there and the right trajectory to get it out of Wrigley on a night there was one run the entire game and it was his homer so the wind was clearly not blowing out it's incredible what he is doing uh seven homers in the last 12 days something ridiculous his OPS is, is 1600 um and I think specifically that homer last night made Angels owner Artie Moreno announced his intention to sell the Angels immediately the morning after. <laughs> He's got Angels fans got to be like, what the hell? His season is arguably OPS wise better than the, the Angels ever got out of him. Now that's not true because it's like, okay, yeah, they got the home. He had the forty home run season. What did that? The Angels Artie Moreno. Everyone's pumped as an Angels fan today because he has squandered Mike Trout's best years. He was about to squander Shohei Otani's best years. He wastes all this money on Pujols and Rendon, two contracts that have blown up in their face. Uh, it has been a rough go for Artie Moreno, and I think he's skated a little bit because this isn't New York. Uh, this isn't Philly. This is Anaheim. Skated a little bit, but Anaheim does get a little sigh of relief as it looks like they're going to have a new owner who is actually going to, as the ninth most valuable franchise, according to Forbes, they still had a payroll at like 183 million, never went above it. So now it's like, are they going to get a guy like Steve Cohn? Who's like, all right, I'm going to spend. But I also don't think that's totally the answer where you get these guys who have the money in a non-salaried cap sport. Like if Jerry Jones was in baseball, he would just outbid everyone for every player. He would just make a super team. He would do the same if football didn't have salary cap. Um, I don't think the Yankees are in trouble, um, but that would be awesome if they were, because speaking of teams that, you know, just have unlimited payroll uh, in the huge market, it would be awesome if they fell off because I've got the Rays to win the AL East. So uh, eight games back, we'll see. Judge had a little bit of a homerless streak there, I believe for nine or 10 games. Uh, hits number 47 last night. 61 is going to be interesting now. He's still got a month and a half to hit 14 homers. He's going to have to get Albert Pujols hot, I think. 73 is not a chance for Barry Bonds, right? Uh, but again, I keep saying this because I just watched it last month. Go to HBO Max, type in 61 asterisk. If you're a baseball fan, you're going to be 
glued to your TV for the next 90 minutes. It's a great film about Roger Maris and what he had to do mentally with the fans, with the ghost of Babe Ruth, what he had to do to beat Babe Ruth and get to that 61, which Judge is trying to beat. Tony LaRusso should be fired, should have never been hired. And then uh, speaking of selling the team, Jerry Reinsdorf uh, should follow suit. Um, Rocco Baldelli. I tweeted out April 20th uh, this season. Rocco Baldelli, hot seat, collision course. Because what, is, what has he done for this Twins team? Okay, he haven't won a playoff game in, what, decades? Uh, they missed the playoffs, and now, you know, they're leading the division forever, the weakest division in baseball, and now they're not. And now I think, I believe they're going to miss the playoffs. I think that team stinks. I think Baldelli's a flopping fish. And I think the poll ads are arguably, it's hard because there's a lot of terrible owners in baseball. They should announce their intention to sell the team, but they will never do that because they're penny pinchers. Well, it gets from bad to worse, uh, Minnesota sports fans, because did you see Kellen Mond in preseason game number two? <sighs> Prepare for disappointment again this year, guys. Uh, 10 out of 20 for 82 yards and two picks, and the next day they go out and get Nick Mullins. Hmm. How's that for confidence in your number, uh, your number two starter, or excuse me, your number two kind of prospect, a quarterback, Kellen Mond, the former Texas A&M Aggie. Um, clearly, they've got no confidence on him, in him to be the backup, to even be the backup. That's why they had to go out and get Nick Bleepin' Mullins. Um, why would you do that move if you had any confidence that Kellen Mond could be your backup quarterback? Now, to be fair, he did look great against the Raiders, but it's like, that was game one, okay. And then he comes out and stinks it up. Four yards per attempt on 20 attempts. Two picks. 50% completion percentage. And then you trade for Nick Mullins. Clearly, there's something they've been seeing, not just in preseason games, that Kellen Mond is not going to be the guy to even be the number two on this team. Colin Coward has the Vikings as his team of destiny this year, or like a surprise team. Zach Kelly's telling me that the, the over for their wins is a total lock. Um, <laughs> I would be wary. I would be absolutely wary of that. So I guess on that note, are Minnesota sports fans looking all the way ahead to NBA season? Oh, Anthony Edwards. They were celebrating on top of the scores table when they won the play-in game against the Clippers. Uh, and then they had one of the worst playoff collapses ever in the fourth quarter in three different games against the Grizzlies. And, well, now everyone thinks they are going to be NBA champions all of a sudden. Not so fast, my friends. Um, Chet Holmgren comes to Minneapolis to open up the NBA season. I got to go to that game. That's going to be epic. I like the Thunder over the last two years. I think they're a talented young team that is, you know, again, it's like that team, you can see the talent. And just it's just a wait-and-see game of when they can finally mature into their prime. And they're adding these pieces. Sam Presti has, you know, an absolute horde of draft picks. I think Holmgren is going to be the nastiest player from this draft class. I was right two years ago in LaMelo Ball, right? People would argue Anthony Edwards, but check the Rookie of the Year award. And then last year, I was totally wrong when I thought it was going to be Jalen Suggs, and obviously it was Scotty Barnes. Um but I love Chet. I love Chet this year for what it's worth. Uh, Thunder Moneyline Hammer season opener here in Minnesota. You're here first. Now, this is where my bias comes into play, probably there too, because I think the Timberwolves stink. But uh, Matt Ryan, I love the Colts this year. I think it's a weak division. 
I think something's going on in Tennessee where Tannehill's not going to have a good year. Can Derrick Henry stay healthy? Jags stink. Texans stink. Um, can the Colts get home field advantage and then hope and pray that helps them against the juggernauts like the Chiefs? Um, you know, that's what we might have to go for. But this is the best offensive line Matt Ryan's had in his career, in his entire career. The receivers definitely aren't up to snuff as Julio Jones, Roddy White, Tony Gonzalez, but Pittman Jr.'s nice. Is this T.Y. Hilton comeback season? Paris Campbell in the slot. Uh, you've got Mo Cox, and you also got this guy Jelani Woods, who I think is going to be a nice second option in two tight end sets out of Virginia, the draft pick this year in the third round. Um, you know, I like the Colts this year. I I, I think uh, if Matt Ryan can just stay in the pocket and stay upright, that lowers his interceptions. He's always had a nice ball. He's always uh, been a touchdown machine. Interceptions have been his issue. You know what? For something about a fresh start. Look what happened with Matt Stafford. Can it be the other Matt? Matt Ryan, Matty Ice, my boy. God, I hope so. College football starts this week. Two things I love doing. Fading Scott Frost and P.J. Fleck. <sighs> a tale as old as time. I actually might lay off that Husker line because uh, Scott Frost has got his superhuman um, offensive line where they throw up 20 times of practice. <laughs> what the hell was that? I couldn't believe this. Uh, yeah, he casually goes on a radio show and says, you know what, these guys are working. They're throwing up 15, 20 times of practice. Excuse me? Um, and he, of course, immediately he opens up the next time he speaks publicly with totally walking it back. Yeah, I think I exaggerate a little, buddy. I'm not buying that for shit. Uh, Scott Frost has done nothing but lose, uh, for Nebraska. It has been an absolute disaster. And I don't think this season is going to be any different. Um, but again, who knows Northwestern it's in Ireland. Uh, you know, Northwestern isn't any dominant they both i could see the huskers i guess pulling it out there i think the line which is almost two touchdowns is absurd but i'm seeing some public support and you guys know i'm never on the public as i try to be never on the public in terms of betting so we'll see what happens. that's basically a coin flip for me i do like wyoming over illinois though and again corbett's will be back weekly this season for football year um because it's going to be uh, as we'll get our bets in and a little bit more about a partnership I'm doing and how you can get in on the action here in just a little bit. But I do like Wyoming over Illinois, 10 and a half might play the points, maybe sprinkle a little money line. Who knows? Uh, Wyoming's no slouch and they're going to totally get up for this game. It's on the road for them, but you know, this Wyoming team had a better record in Illinois last year. I get it. It's the mountain West versus the big 10, but watch out that even just looking at that line, it's like, wait a second. The Huskers are minus 13 and a half against Northwestern, but Illinois is only 10 and a half against Wyoming. Maybe the experts think it's going to be a little bit closer uh, than many people might think in terms of public betting. Um, and I just have to play New Mexico State plus 8,000 uh, just on precedent because wasn't it last year when uh, PJ Fleck lost at homecoming at home to Bowling Green as 30 something point favorites? He's, I think, a 40-point favorite against New Mexico State. I think P.J. Flex, totally overrated. Row the boat. Row the boat what? How about you win a damn game? That should be your new motto. Uh, how about you actually compete in the weak Big Ten West, East, the non-Ohio State side? Because um, now it's now you got some big boys coming to play in that Big Ten. Minnesota's going to find themselves in fucking Conference USA 
before long. I guess maybe their hockey team will kind of save them in the Big Ten. But uh, football hasn't been too great here in the uh, Twin Cities college-wise lately. Um, so, yeah, New Mexico State plus uh, 80 to 1, uh, just on precedent. Boston College hosts Rutgers next week. It is a crucial year. Boston College, speaking of odd lines, is only a seven and a half point favorite against Rutgers in Chestnut Hill. And it scares the hell out of me. <laughs> I think we should blast them. But again, you just never know. This is a crucial year for Boston College. Jeff Halfley, year three. He was robbed of year two due to the Phil Dracovic injury. Now we lose our offensive coordinator, but I like this guy who came in uh, from Notre Dame. Uh, you know what? We'll just have to wait and see. Boston College, I we lost the top offensive lineman in this upcoming year's draft out for the year. Uh, we're replacing literally five for five on the offensive line, which is never good, especially with Dracovic coming off an injury last year. Can we keep him upright? Can we can we win some of these games that because the the win total is what six and a half or seven or something ridiculous? I think that's an over, but you never know what happens, and that's why Vegas is uh, you know that's that's why Vegas does what they do. There's a reason they're keeping that thing low, and I just I have high hopes for Boston College, but I don't want them to be dashed. All right, I'm excited about this. These guys reached out to me. They're called Play Action Pools, and they have got. Uh, a really cool deal that we're going to be doing for you guys here this football season. More information to come, but I do want to talk to you guys about what we're going to be doing here on the Dylan Corbett Podcast Network in coordination with Play Action Pools. It's a fantasy platform, right, for sports, but it's not just Survivor. It's not just Fantasy Leagues. They've got this cool thing that is college. It's not just college or NFL pick them, too. We're picking games against the spread. With a $10,000 bankroll, which is just digital currency, we're just using that in terms of like a leaderboard, totally free to join, and let's talk about it here. Play Action Pools beginning this week, so if you are interested in betting, if you are interested in college and or NFL, and you're interested in competing against me, you see my record on core bets, right? You think you can beat me? Well, here's how you do it. Play Action Pools will do a cool contest some cool prizes depending on how many people we get in, and it's totally free to join. Uh, to compete against me and others for uh, some grand prizes here. So let's talk about that here, play action pools. So again, I'm going to put this link up on my Twitter, on my Instagram, my link tree, et cetera. Um, again, for the college and NFL season, you can bet as much as you want of this, you know, $10,000 that again, it's free to join. It's basically just to get you in there. And whoever is going to end with the biggest bankroll uh, at the end of the season is going to win a grand prize. So sign up totally free. Use the link that I'm going to post on my social media. And let's get a bunch of people in there competing during the NFL and college football season. We're picking against the spread. You can do spreads, totals, uh, or money lines. Don't think they have props. But, uh, again, we're, we're keeping it straight here. So uh, it's going to be exciting. There's a full leaderboard. Really cool platform. I'm excited to get this link out and show you guys. Play action pools. It's going to be the core bets pool. So you are going to be totally free to join. And if you want to just kind of test, even if you're not into gambling and you want to kind of, because gambling's taking over, right? It's the future. It's not just watching sports anymore. It's about watching sports uh, and looking at the spread, looking at the over-under. Um, and if you want to just kind of get a get into the game, dip your toe in without risking any money, it's free to join and you could win uh, if you're good at it. Please do. It's going to be a lot of fun. 
So excited to announce that part partnership uh, with my guys at play action pools and more information to come. Um, yeah, you guys should feel pretty confident betting against me because I lost so much goddamn money on Kamara Usman. That was in the bag. He was leading three rounds to one, likely four rounds to one. That would have been the final, right? Maybe even just a clean sweep, depending on how, maybe if Sal Diamato was one of the judges, you never know what he's going to throw on his card. And a, a minute left in the fight, you just got to just take him down or just run away from him. He leans the wrong way after a great double feint by Leon Edwards, the new uh, and new champ. He just leans into the kick and just right to the temple, puts a guy to sleep who has never lost in the UFC. Uh, he put me to sleep as well. Dear God, that was a brutal one. One of the craziest knockouts you will ever see. The fight game has been nuts over the last couple of years, and it will continue to be. I think it's one of the fastest growing sports in terms of popularity um, in the U.S. that you're going to see. I mean, it's already huge in like, you know, Dubai and the Middle East because you got a lot of fighters out of there, but um damn i i'm watching every week the main events are it's awesome to kind of we had a great group at this bachelor party just watching me you know fall to my knees as i lose a month's rent um but yeah so again there's also going to be i think it i mean the next two weeks they're off this week the next two weeks are crazy it's gone to ivasa in paris just a fight night and then after that it's ufc whatever we're up to 78 79 uh, it's going to be, it's Chimay of Diaz, but I saw the promo and even though it's a minus 1300 favorite fight, I'm still going to get up for it. It's still going to be awesome. Who do, And after this crazy ass knockout, who knows? Maybe I sprinkle Diaz and try and get a little bit of money back. Soccer, speaking of rapidly ascending sports and popularity in the United States, it's the global sports soccer, right? Or football. But uh, once the World Cup here comes here to the United States or North America, I mean, it's we have more access now to the English Premier League, to La Liga, to all these top European leagues. MLS as a product has gotten a lot better since its inception, too. You know, baseball, hockey, I'd watch out because soccer's coming. Uh, there's a reason it's the globe's biggest sport. Um, it hasn't caught on here yet, obviously, because our talent has not lived up to anything. But if the United States national team starts getting good competing in World Cups, and then all of a sudden, you know, they start staying and more and more kind of European stars start coming over to MLS. Gareth Bale's now on L LAFC. Yeah, LAFC. And Messi's reportedly coming to Miami in a year. I mean, good Lord, game over. MLS is going to be taking over some people's screens. I mean, there's a lot of sports out there. And again, that's why people are like, hey, baseball, you got to change. You got to adapt to the younger fan, the new fan. Um you know, and speaking of that, so again, soccer, it's going to be awesome. I just had two notes here. The EPL started a couple weeks back, a couple weeks underneath the belt of the new season. My team, West Ham, I like was in a bar in London and we met these locals who were just like, ah, we're Hammer fans. It, like it's a different breed, soccer fans in London, soccer fans all around the globe in general. West Ham, after a great year last year, has not scored a goal. They haven't scored a goal in three matches. It's embarrassing. We're the seller of the EPL. Uh, it's embarrassing to be a Hammer fan right now. Uh, and Erling Haaland, probably the new face of soccer. Uh, Dortmund, he was epic. A couple seasons there. He makes the big money move to Man City, and he's been electric. Already three goals, I believe. Uh, he's been filthy for Man City. 
last year's champs. Looks like they're destined to repeat at the top of the table. Speaking of sports that may have to change, or at least in this case, leagues, the PGA Tour season wraps up this week with the Tour Championship. How will Live Golf continue to alter the PGA Tour universe in the new season? Because I think that was the story of this PGA Tour season was first Scotty Scheffler coming out party was the most dominant golfer, you know, out there. And then once that, after his master's win, and then he kind of tailed off a little bit. And then uh, all of a sudden live golf started stealing all these golfers started stealing all these headlines and things are going to be interesting. I'm excited to continue monitoring this headline with PGA versus live and how it might continue. Um, into the next year, next PGA Tour season. Uh, Scotty Scheffler is favored to win the Tour Championship, so he's going to get a huge payday if he does indeed do that. That starts Thursday. Will Zalatoris, who was in contention, he just pulled out um, due to a back injury, so it's going to be an interesting four days here on the PGA Tour. We'll see if Scotty Scheffler can pull out this year's FedEx Cup Championship. U.S. Open, I went last year when Medvedev beat Djokovic in the final, one of the coolest events I've been to. No Djokovic this time around due to all the ridiculous, you know, hey, he's not vaxxed. Hey, this guy's not vaxxed. Hey, he can't travel here. It's, you know, c- come on. Enough already. Let let the man fucking play. Um, so it's going to make the men's side of things interesting. Uh, Iga Swatek has fallen off after pure dominance as the world number one on the women's side of things. Is it Ons Jobber? Is it going to be... Uh, Halep making another run at a Grand Slam title. Is Coco Goff going to make another run? Radicanu, who won it last year. She hasn't had a great follow-up year this year, but she's the defending champ. And then, of course, it's going to be Serena riding off into the sunset, and I think it's going to be quick. Look, she came back. That's super admirable. She, I think she's 1-2 and two since coming back, and I, I don't really know who she has right now. I guess qualifiers are going on right now, so we'll learn after this week when the draws officially come out. But she's going to lose. I'm sorry. It's going to be a heartfelt goodbye as one of the greatest tennis players, the greatest tennis player in women's tennis history. We've seen uh, pure dominance. I wish I paid more attention to her reign of terror back in the early 2000s. Unfortunately, I basically got to see the withering away of Serena, which happens to everyone, right? Federer, he has, he, he'll never be back to what he was, um, which is unfortunate. And it's crazy that Nadal and Djokovic still are. But uh, Serena, it's going to be a bittersweet ending, but I don't think it's going to be pretty. U.S. Open, that's for the tennis fanatics uh, out there, which I am one of. Corbett's Corner, all right, a lot to throw at you here this week. Again, keep an eye out for play action pools. It's the Corbett's group, big cash prize. Uh, Maybe throw some merch in there, a little Amazon gift card. We'll make it worth your while for signing up for Totally Free and competing against me in the college and NFL season. Uh, So bankroll of 10,000, you know, digital coins, whoever has the biggest bankroll at the end of the season is going to take home that cash prize. We'll do first, second, third. We'll kind of tier it out. But again, depending on how many people we get. So if you are interested, throw me a DM. If you got my number, text me, comment on this. I'm going to be keeping an eye out. We want to get a big group to make that prize even more worth your while. So that's exciting. I'm excited. College football, football right around the corner, NFL style. Uh, it's the greatest time of the year, right? As summer is wrapping up. We're wrapping up here on Core Bits Corner, and we'll talk to you on Winging It this week on its usual day as well. Take care.